love, peace, harmony. We'll talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, my name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse. This is a Bible study show, and in this arc of 13 weeks, we've been looking at the book of Hebrews. You can go to inversebible.org, and you can download our Bible study guides. You can also go to hopetv.org inverse and look at the last 12 weeks of episodes that we've had on Hebrews. You can also look at other episodes. You can binge watch on Romans and Nehemiah and leadership and discipleship and all the other ships in the ocean there are. <laughs> uh, we're going to have... Uh, a uh, good time here on the last episode on the book of Hebrews. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. In the studio we have Israel, Jonathan, and Callie, and also all of you out there. We're so glad you decided to join us. Uh, we're going to ask you to open your Bibles and go to Hebrews chapter 13. You can have your analog or your digital versions, and we're going to read the Bible together. Let's go to chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And before we read scripture, we're going to ask Jonathan, can you pray for us? Sure, let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we're just so thankful for the incredible, beautiful lessons that we have learned from the book of Amen. Hebrews already over these last couple of weeks and months. And we're thankful, Lord, that you speak to us through the word. Even when we think uh, we know it already, there's always something new. Mm -hmm. And I pray for that exact same experience for this episode, that we will learn something new that your spirit brings out. So we invite you to be with us. We pray that you will cleanse our hearts from any sins and uh, that your special blessing will be uh, on this Bible study, not just with us, but everyone who's joining us through the television. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, if someone were to come up to you all and said, hey, what were you doing in, uh, in uh, the last 13 weeks? You're like, oh, we've been studying the book of Hebrews. And someone said, uh, hey, what'd you learn from it? And you only had a one-liner to, to respond. What would mm. you say to them? <laughs> Jonathan, you're smiling, you're grinning, you're showing I'm going to say what everyone else to say. Jesus is better. Jesus is better. Mm. Jesus is better. Callie, what would you say? Nope, he took mine. He took yours. <laughs> uh, I would say Moses is a beautiful baby. <laughs> <laughs> Moses was a beautiful baby. Moses was a beautiful baby. But as beautiful as Moses was, yes, Jesus was more beautiful. Amen. <laughs> Semicolon Amen. in his Amen. sentence. And that was a that was a motif. Uh, if you watch the previous episodes and how many times Israel said that Moses was a beautiful baby, a theological point that was much disputed in Israel's mind. So let's go to Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse one through eight. And Callie, if you can read those verses for us, I can. Verse one says, "Let brotherly love continue." Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so there's a lot of practical stuff there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a, probably a passage that by our, our Cali is our residential practitioner, praxis expert. <laughs> and uh, this is a pra practical episode. I uh, wanted to ask uh, Israel, what's going on here yeah. in chapter 13? 
at the beginning of Hebrews, Jesus is identified as our older brother, mm -hmm. right? And so in, in a sense, we have now this picture of what that means for us now. We're actually one family in Jesus Christ. Mm. When true love exists, when the love of God really exists in us, it's going to manifest itself in a practical way. Mm -hmm. The purpose of life is not for me to save myself, but the purpose of life is for me to help all of us be saved in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so there's this element of not just love, but brotherly love. Mm -hmm. Love that exists between a community of believers where we help each other and where we teach each other what it means to be part of the family of God. Mm -hmm. And then that is now shown practically speaking. What does it mean to have the love of God, which is his righteousness, which is that which was in Jesus, who is better than everything else? What does it mean to have the to be like Christ in a community of believers? Mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. That, that, that zeal, that faith, that, that piety that we have with God, that vertical, always has horizontal ramifications. And I really appreciate that, that brotherly is where we're getting at. Mm -hmm. So within brotherly is built into and also sisterly too, yeah. But it's talking about um, all these different relationships that stem from the individual. Mm -hmm. What are some of those relationships that believing in Jesus, having faith in Jesus should impact? Jonathan. I mean, really, all relationships. All relationships. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, you see the Ten, the, the ten Promises, Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the first four are addressing our relationship with God, but then the remainder of them address our relationship with our spouse, mm -hmm. with our parents, with Social our families, relations. with our neighbors, mm -hmm. with our strangers, mm -hmm. even with the animals. Mm -hmm. yeah. God cares about every, because we're all connected. We're yes, all connected yes, in that yes, way yes. because we're all God's creation. Yes. Love, peace, and harmony. Yeah, but it's true. Yes. Um, and so I think that 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 brotherly love that we see you know exemplified in christ and that he gives to us is to flow through us as jesus says we are to be you know um, uh, rivers of water of life flow through us his his love his truth his righteousness to others as well and mm -hmm. it needs to affect everybody okay mm -hmm. so yeah we gotta do everything but why does hebrews mention then some of these specifics why does it just say hey be brotherly to everyone why do you think mm -hmm. uh, i don't know uh, that's uh, i'm not I'm, i wasn't asking a specific question but uh, it does mention specific specifics yes. here mm -hmm. uh that are different number verse two it says don't forget to entertain strangers and then he quotes a kind of an Old Testament story, but for unwittingly you've entertained angels. Mm -hmm. uh, verse three, it's remember prisoners. And then four, some people are, are imprisoned in marriage, so remember marriage as well. <laughs> and I mean, Wedlock. some of these are kind of like, kind of not really connected, yeah? Well, they're connected in the, they're connected because he's referencing back to the experience that they've had, right? Like okay. remember he talks about how Jesus came and he delivered us from bondage. Mm -hmm. And so just because you've been just there in the same way in which you've been delivered mm -hmm. from bondage, mm -hmm. now remember that. And that's the issue that we have in life is that we we tend to forget or we tend to learn from our we tend to not learn from our past experiences mm -hmm. right in other words whenever I have experienced bondage. The reason why I've experienced experienced bondage is so that in the future I might have compassion oh, among no. those uh, upon those that are in bondage. But normally, what ends up happening is the reverse, right? Because I've had bondage. Now, when you're having bondage, you should, you know, just endure it because I had to endure it. And so here, he's kind of referencing mm -hmm. back to their experience in these things to now remind them of the need to be Christ-like because they know what it means to suffer. Mm -hmm. So alleviate the suffering of other people. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense in verse 2. Also, strangers, you're also strangers at some point and you needed some, uh, someone to take care of you and so have hospitality towards all those who need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why does it then go into verse 4? Marriage is He went off his notes in verse 4. He went off his notes in verse 4. And then bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will 
judge. In, you know, I'm without answering that question right now. <laughs> I I do want to say. I mean, I don't. I think there is connections to the rest of the book. Okay. But in a way, we also have to remember this was written in the first century. Yes. You know, these are kind of like Paul's final tweets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> final you know, tweets. Sometimes he, he, because he did not have Twitter, he did not have email, mm. he was writing one letter, he's making his whole case about Jesus, and now in the end, he wants to add, <laughs> add a couple more things. Yeah. You know, we're not we're like, because just. <laughs> he cannot just, you know, he, he cannot constantly, you know, write a letter to the same church all the time. So he just also adds on some practical instructions. Yeah. But I think they are related. You know, in the previous episode, in the previous chapter, it talks about the judgment and how we live in the judgment with, with the grace of God and uh, the love of God flowing through our lives. This affects, of course, our relationships. Yes. And so, in, in, of course, marriage is, you know, one of the most close, one of, if not the closest relationship that humans yes. can have. And um, he makes it very clear. It is, an honor, it is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. I mean, this is the fifth commandment. Yes. Uh, and so he, um, he's making very clear that these things still apply. And those who are, of us who are connected to Christ, our high priest, will live honorably and will co continue in the will of God. Uh, what's, what's immersed, Justin, is the fact that these are all references to the commandments of God. Yes. Mm. Right? They're all, as, as Jonathan was just alluding to, these are all uh, references to the commandments of God, which then kind of point back to the covenant, mm -hmm. which he's already spoken about, the better covenant, right, the law of God. This is what it means to have the law of God written in your in your heart. This is mm -hmm. what it means to be this like This would be the Jesus. natural right. results of the... Yeah. the, the application mm -hmm. of, this is the application of everything that he's essentially set up to this point. Okay, okay. If I may just add one more thing here, uh, because we have seen here in the entire previous, all the previous chapters, it's all about our relationship to God through Jesus. Yes. So if you look at Ten Commandments, that's the first four commandments, you yes. know, that, that relationship the whole time. And now in the end, he, he sees the implication for the remaining six commandments is about our relationship with yeah. others. So we've talked all about you and, and, and God. Now we talk about you and us. So chapters 1 through 12 is all about you and God, and now 13 focus. is now in your the social ramifications. Okay, yeah. oh, that's good. I, I love that. Let's go to verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Mm. Callie, why, why, what's, what's going on in ver that verse? And then verse 6, why does he quote from the Old Testament there? Yeah, I love these two verses. Mm -hmm. um, and so verse 5 is, in a way, uh, ordered backwards as to how it happens. Okay. So first is, let your conduct be without covetousness. Your conduct isn't just your thoughts, it's how you conduct yourself. It's mm -hmm. your actions and how you interact. Mm -hmm. And he's saying just first thing here is there is a way to conduct yourself with covetousness and without covetousness. And that comes from, so he's saying don't have it with covetousness without it. Yes. And the way you do that is to be content with such things as you have. Mm -hmm. And if you stop there and just think about, I, I know, you know, we have these like gratitude journals and we want to write down the things we're grateful for. And those are, although they can be seem trite sometimes, they're wonderful practices mm -hmm. for us actually to acknowledge the things that we have. Mm -hmm. Because we're very forward focused people of like, yeah, I'll be happy once I, I'll be happy when I, I'll be happy once. And it's when these future things happen. But he's like, be content with such things as you have. Mm -hmm. And first you have to realize the things that you have and not even just the spiritual things that we've talked about, right? We have Jesus, mm -hmm. we have the Holy Spirit, we have the gift of peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. Like we have those spiritual things, we also have friends. Mm. and we have family and we have the ability to move and we have the ability to breathe and have conversations and mm -hmm. like experience purpose so mm -hmm. being content with such things as we have but the crazy thing is that's not the reason he says that you should be like this mm. 
He goes back and says, for, because, so you should be content with such things as you have, not because what you have is awesome, but because he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. So you can be content with such things as you have because of whose you are. You can be content with such things as you have because even though I might be able to, I might lose relationships, I might lose abilities, there is something I can never lose, and that is whose that I am. Mm. I will never be forsaken. I will never be walked away from by God. Mm. He is constant. So the things that I have are not constant, but the one thing that matters is forever constant. Mm -hmm. And that enables me to be content with what I have, which enables me to conduct myself without covetousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And there's yeah. some deep thoughts. We're gonna take a break because it's so deep to think about what just Callie just said. So stay with us and when we come back, we're gonna look at going outside of the camp. What does that mean in Hebrews chapter 13? So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Gratitude is a pop thing to do these days. Many get their journals, as Callie was mentioning, their gratitude journals, and they write down things that they're thankful for. And I gotta say, I love my journal. Uh, uh, when I heard the practice of, of writing three things that you're thankful for, mm -hmm. I thought that to be the cheesiest, dumbest thing ever. But after doing it for, I gotta say, three years now, three, almost four years, mm -hmm. it literally has changed the way that I think. Mm -hmm. But there was a, and, that, and just to parallel what you're saying, there was a point where, I, you know, you start being thankful you, you you I started out being thankful for things mm -hmm. right but eventually after a point those things become ephemeral and and just like you know dumb right why 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 am I doing this and you start naturally your brain waves meditate on on, on deeper things mm -hmm. right the more intangible and uh, you and I just love what you just said before the break that that, that you realize that we are his you know mm -hmm. he doesn't covet more anything more than than just having us return back to him mm -hmm. and that relationship at the end of the day is what we should be focusing mm -hmm. on. That's the heart of, of covetousness. Yeah. Uh, and many people, you know, back to going back to uh, prosperity theology, they just want God to get more whatever X, Y, or Z. And mm -hmm. that, how much should that hurt the heart of God? Mm -hmm. uh, let's pursue forward. Uh, let's go to verse 7. Uh, again, we're going to even more social relationships here. Mm -hmm. Verse 7 is, remember those who rule over you. This is what? Spiritual leaders, church mm -hmm. leadership, congregational leadership, who have spoken the word of God to you, whom faith, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. Now, and it switches to Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. Um, I don't know. This is very, very, you know, fortune cookie-esque, right? You're just <laughs> one after another, one little tidbit. What's going on here, Israel? Yeah. Well, I think the 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 climax of what he's saying in this in in these uh, little as as uh, Jonathan put him these little tweets <laughs> ultimately concludes with the fact that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever mm -hmm. I love how what he points out here is he doesn't say God is the same yesterday today but he specifically talks about Jesus Christ mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever in other words mm -hmm. the experience that the children of Israel had in the wilderness with Jesus he was the same mm -hmm. the one that we have with him today is the same mm. in the future is the same and so because christ does not change mm -hmm. we also then have to be we have to intersect where he's at rather than bring him down where we are at mm. 
-hmm. We have to be Christ-like in what we are doing. Rather than trying to form God into our image, we mm -hmm. should try to reflect His image. Mm -hmm. He's the one that is constant. Mm -hmm. And so in the Old Testament, all of these different things, He, was, he has always been trying to show the, the, the power of His love. Mm -hmm. that he's, he's trying to show the power of His love in the Old Testament. He's trying to prove the power of His love in the New Testament. And He's trying to show the power of His love even in our context today. Mm -hmm. So he's, He reminds us of the fact that Jesus is the same. And because He's the same, we should then be like Him always. And so all of these different things that He, that he talks about in terms of mm -hmm. our relationships with others is essentially... Paul is providing for us essentially the, the answer for how it is that you and I will not drift away. Mm -hmm. We drift away by focusing on the anchor, the sure anchor that was the same yesterday, is the same today, and is forever. By anchoring on Him, that's how we prevent ourselves from drifting away. What does that mean? It means that rather than having an internal religious focus, we have an external religious focus. Mm -hmm. We entertain strangers. Mm -hmm. We look for, we look to help others rather than just looking to save ourselves. Mm. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love that. I really appreciate what you're bringing out there. And then in verse seven, you know, I also see a, a little bit of a focus on, on mentorship here. Basically, he's saying, look at, look at how the gospel has changed the, li the lives of your, your leaders. You know, they have gone ahead of you. They have maybe come to the gospel, came to the gospel before you. Mm -hmm. And in their lives, you can see that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. So what he did for them, he will also do for you. Uh, but then I think it's also connected to the next verse. If you can read verse 9 real quick here. It says, do not be cared about with various and strange doctrines. Uh, you know, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. So now Paul is kind of going into a, a controversial topic at the time, mm -hmm. a theological discussion that was taking place. But he's saying Jesus Christ was the same in the past, is today and forever. His he does not change. His teachings do not change. He is the truth and truth does not change. So don't be swayed away by some kind of new uh, theology or new ideas. I mean, you can consider them, but always in the light of Jesus Christ, who is the same mm -hmm. and whose, whose message, whose, who, who, you know, whose word does not change mm -hmm. and, and is always remains the same uh, and valid in our lives. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Um, can you read a verse of verse 10 to, to 16? We have those social relationships, but then it kind of takes a little bit of a turn there and let's read that part there. So 10 through 16? Yes, please. Okay. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Okay, so why why we're going through all these different names, relationships, <laughs> and now we switch to outside the camp. What's going on there? Mm. Well, he is now again referring to the practice in the Old Testament uh, times when in the sanctuary service, you know, you had all these sacrifices taking place and uh, 
only parts of the sacrifice was actually burned on the altar, uh -huh. and then some parts were taken outside the, the camp. The bad parts. The bad parts, mm. yeah. Uh, and so uh, outside of the camp uh, is where, where, where these things were brought, and they were then burned there. Mm -hmm. And then you also had other aspects of, you know, unclean people. If there was, you know, leprosy or some mm. kind of uncleanliness or, 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 or sin, people were expelled um, outside of the gate, mm -hmm. sometimes temporary, sometimes forever, um, you know, if they were cut off from God's people because of their, you know, the unwillingness to, to, to give up their sin. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, here you now he's probably saying that, yes, while Jesus fulfilled, you know, all the symbols that take place in the sanctuary with the altar and the sprinkling of blood and all these things, mm -hmm. he also fulfilled uh, this aspect where outside of the gate, outside of all these things, where all the disgusting stuff is, all the shameful stuff is, Jesus, when he was on the cross, fulfilled that in that in that way because mm -hmm. he took all the shame all the mm -hmm. guilt all the wickedness mm -hmm. onto his life uh, onto himself and died for our salvation mm -hmm. in the manner so in that sense uh, through Christ's sacrifice we should be able to go outside of the camp and minister to people who have that same level of reproach mm -hmm. and disgust and, and mm -hmm. whatnot yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this continues that motif that, that yes. we should go outside of our, our normal social social responsibilities well brotherly love is something that is experienced beyond the relationships of the church mm. and that's normally what we think about oh we need to be kind to the people that are part of our faith community mm -hmm. but what he's saying is brotherly brotherly love exists yeah within the camp but also outside the camp and he says with these sacrifices the sacrifices of reaching out to people that are that don't identify in the same way that we identify by reaching out to the people that we don't like by reaching out to the people that we find uh to be you know uh, ugly or dirty or whatever mm -hmm. by reaching out to these people these are the sacrifices that are well pleasing to God mm -hmm. that are uh, that he appreciates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In, in verse 13 you know it says therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp bearing his reproach mm. what is his reproach Jesus literally came only to serve and to save the lost to help and to be a blessing and yet mm. and we you know we would think this is an incredible thing it's beautiful and it is but he was despised rejected persecuted and ultimately killed because of that attitude that he had. Mm -hmm. He had an attitude of service and love and yet he was, uh, you know, rejected. And as we are called to live like Jesus, as living sacrifices, as we are called to bear that reproach, he's saying, you know, I want you to live like I lived. And not just when it's easy and comfortable, you know, or handing out food at your church to somebody. Do it bearing my reproach. There will be, mm -hmm. If you manifest the love of God in this world, you will have to bear reproach. There mm -hmm. will be persecution. And the people that Paul is fighting to, they knew that by experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they might have been drifting away because, you know, they were maybe getting tired or they forgot about Jesus and then they're getting comfortable maybe even. But living for Christ in this world, in these last days, it will lead to persecution. It will lead it, it to makes bearing you, that reproach. It makes you wonder if we, if we should uh, be impervious to the the shame and the guilt and the reproach from uh, ministering to the socially marginal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, going out there, maybe they are the the sexually different, you know, people or child molesters. You know, that is a today that that's worse than than any part of society today. Mm -hmm. Or the rapists and the murderers and mm -hmm. whatnot. That we should be impervious to reach out because the Lord Jesus was went went outside the gate. That's and right. that's contrasted to verse seventeen later on, mm -hmm. it says that obey those who rule over you. So mm -hmm. not only the outside and the lowest of the lowest, but also highest of the high, that we should obey those who rule over you, be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must who must 
must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, so that for that would be unprofitable for you. And he concludes there, verse 18, Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. So then now there's also personal, personal language there afterwards. Mm -hmm. Any other insights that you see from chapter 13? What, what strikes me here in, the, in his concluding thoughts is the fact that not the, the purpose of Christianity is not to remain in the same place. Mm. Right. And 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 in order to to reach where God wants us to be, in order to not drift, it requires an intense amount of energy and effort. Mm. I remember one time I was um, I consider myself to be an above average swimmer and I was swimming in the ocean and I wanted just to go for a simple swim. And when I went out and I turned back, I realized that the current had pushed me away mm. just significantly farther from where I thought I was. And as I began to swim back, even though I thought I was swimming to my destination, I only kept on going further and further away. Mm. And the reason for that was because I was not giving enough effort. If I stopped, I would just be completely, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be right now, I'd be in the Pacific Ocean, right? <laughs> and so what was required was not just to stay where I was, not just to try to maintain my position, because if in trying to maintain my position, I would still drift away. What was necessary in order for me to advance or to survive was strong effort to move beyond where I was and to gain ground. Mm -hmm. And so I had to move. I had to move my arms with all my strength and kick as hard as I could mm. to finally reach my destination. Mm. Here, Paul is saying, look, it is not just enough to have a good relationship with God. It is not just enough to save myself. Mm -hmm. There needs to be an aggressive desire to reach people mm -hmm. and to show them the love of Christ yeah. in order to prevent me from drifting away. Mm -hmm. and, and the promise is in verse 14, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. As we bear the reproach of Christ, as we serve this world, we might lose things, we might lose reputation or, or material things, whatever it is, but we do it because Jesus did it for us and because we have a bigger city, we have something better coming, we have mm -hmm. the better one, Jesus. Mm -hmm. This isn't our home. No. We're going to build relationships for, for heaven. Mm -hmm. Kelly. Amen. I just, amen. That's all I got. Sorry. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hopefully that, that was a blessing to you. That was a blessing to me. Man, we waited 12 chapters and then getting all, to all, all these social interactions. But all this can happen because of the 12 chapters, because of Jesus. This has been quite a whirlwind of a journey in the book of Hebrews. Hopefully it's been a blessing to you. We'd love to hear your responses and your experiences on social media. Our handles is Inverse Bible. Or you can send us an email and you'll find that information on inversebible.org and also our hopetv.org slash inverse website. We love you guys. We thank you so much for all your support and encouragement. I want to say thank you to my, my team here, my panelists, also uh, to Sebastian, who is not here this week, and also for Siku, who is out there, and we love her, and God bless her, and she is expanding her tribe, as we should say, and our prayers are with her. We want to encourage you to impact all your relationships for the Lord Jesus. He is coming soon. We'll see you next week as we study the book of James. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. 
Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.